Hey everyone, welcome back to Worth Recovery, podcast featuring women in sex addiction, and just addiction in general, but women in addiction. My name's Amy, I'm your host here, and I am a sex addict, I'm also a food addict, and I've been sober since December 2nd of 2012, which means if you're listening to this in order that I'm getting really close to my four-year anniversary date, and I'm pretty darn excited about that. That's coming up in just a few weeks, but anyway... So I'm doing another episode from my car, and I hope you don't get tired of episodes from my car, because right now that is what my life allows. Things are a little bit chaotic and a little bit unmanageable, and um, I've been looking at everything that I can take off my plate, because I have some really big things on my plate that I can't take off, like my mom and spending time with my mom as she's dying a little bit. Um, and trying to figure all of that out. And so there are some things on my plate that I just can't manage. I mean, that I can't take off. Um, so I've been trying to just take off things that I can. And even doing that, I'm still left with not a whole lot of time. But I have had something on my mind the last couple weeks as we start to get ready for the holiday season. And so as I'm driving home from work tonight, I wanted to just maybe share a few of these thoughts that I have around expectations. So as with the holiday season comes up, I have my I just have noticed how much my mind is playing into expectations. Um, for instance, I know that this will be my last holiday season with my mom. My last Thanksgiving, it was my last Halloween. It was that's her favorite holiday. Um, my last Thanksgiving, this will be my last Christmas, my last New Year's, all those things with my mom. And I've noticed that in that process, I have all of these crazy, crazy, crazy expectations kind of come up and pressures kind of come up like this has to be the best Thanksgiving ever or this has to be the best Christmas ever or um, some of my family have other commitments with other sides of their family and I find myself getting angry kind of like I expect people to make all these sacrifices and spend all of this time and all this effort and all this money or whatever to make this the best holiday that my mom has ever experienced in her life. And I have found that these expectations just keep coming up. And one of the, one of the, one of the quotes, I I don't know, I don't know if I said this first or if I got it somewhere. I try not to take credit for things that aren't my own, but one of the things that I say all of the time to my sponsees, to the other women that I work with is this unvoiced expectations is resentment waiting to happen. I'm going to say that one more time. Unvoiced expectations is resentment waiting to happen. I first had my kind of first encounter with this uh, almost a decade ago when my older sister uh, moved in with me. So we were both adults. I think I was, I don't know, 32-ish maybe. And my older sister moved in with me. And, uh, it was just the two of us and, you know, we didn't have the greatest relationship as adults, um, but we ended up kind of living in the same place and teaching at the same high school and, and we spent some time living together. 
And I remember I had a really difficult time figuring her out at first. And here, I'm going to give you an example of how this kind of came to be in my life, this whole expectation thing. Um, we were living together and I would say, hey, do you want to go to Target? And she'd say, yeah, yeah, let's go to Target. So she'd get in my car, we'd go to Target. And, uh, you know, for me, going to Target meant I had a few things on my list, but primarily I just wanted to walk the store. I love to go to stores and just walk every single aisle. It's, I don't know, it's almost therapeutic to me. No offense to any of my therapists, but it's almost therapeutic to me to walk up and down every aisle of a store and kind of meander a little bit, just spend some time looking at things and, and really just kind of spend some time. And uh, so for me, going to Target meant, yeah, I had a few things I wanted to get, but it was probably an hour you know, in the store to be able to walk up and down the aisles, look at some things and kind of go from there. Now, my sister, I didn't know this at first, but my sister, when you say, I want to go to Target, it's like a 15-minute ordeal. It's like, I get there, I walk in, I get exactly what I want, I get in line, I turn around, and I walk out. Now, neither of us had voiced kind of our expectations. To be honest, I didn't even really understand that I had, at that time, I didn't understand that I had expectations around going to Target, that going to Target meant that I would take some time and do these things. I didn't really understand that at first. And so the first few times we went to Target, about halfway through my meandering the store, she would be angry angry at me and usually she'd quit talking and then she'd just be like I'm gonna go sit in the car or um she'd even say like you know this is taking too long and she'd kind of like pester me and and really bug me and then she sometimes she wouldn't say those things she would just be like we'd walk up and down the aisle and I'd be like oh I want to look at this you know this whole like make this ordeal out of it and it took me a couple times. Well, it took me more than a couple times, let's be honest. It took me, I don't know, probably like six or eight months to recognize kind of what was going on. That finally, one day, it kind of clicked in for me. I said, hey, do you want to go to Target? And she said, no, because I don't want to walk the entire store. And I was like, oh, okay. And it kind of checked my in my mind, like... Oh, we have we have different expectations on what it means to simply go to Target, right? Just those words, hey, let's go to Target, meant different things to each other. And that's when I started to realize that there was a lot of unvoiced expectations that were going on here. And because they were unvoiced, it created some hard feelings and resentments back and forth to each other. I remember one day we were getting ready to go to the beach and it was kind of the same ordeal like hey I want to go to the beach hey okay do you want to go yeah okay so we kind of make this plan and uh, and then realizing once we got in the car that we had totally different expectations of going to the beach and she was really upset with me and I remember for the first time kind of voicing this and I was sitting in the front seat and she was getting ready to drive and she was just angry and and I said I don't I don't want to go to the beach if you're going to be mad at me the whole time she's like oh I'm just I'm just mad and I was like okay well and I, I said I remember these words you can't hold me accountable to expectations that you haven't voiced 
Like, if you have expectations of how this is going to go, and I play into that expectation, you can't hold me accountable if you don't tell me what those expectations are. And for the first time in my mind, this whole thing became really clear. If I don't, if I have expectations of something, of someone or some event or anything, and I don't voice those expectations, then I can't hold anybody accountable to that. I can't expect that they're going to do what I ask, do what I say, meet my expectation if I haven't voiced that. It's the whole famous, like, I just want you to read my mind type thing, right? You know, like you get that present and it's not what you wanted or something happens and it's not what you want. And, and you say to yourself in your head, like, they should just read my mind. I remember my mom used to say that, like, about my dad. She would say things, um, she would say things like, he just should love me enough that he should be able to know what I want, know what I need, know, you know, know what I expect. And I, that's just simply not true. It's interesting to me because I'm very familiar with that principle in the classroom. I I taught high school for a long time. I currently teach some college classes and I'm very familiar. I like, I have a very strict routine about outlining every single expectation that I have because I learned that in the classroom. I can't hold students accountable to any expectation if I have not voiced it. And one time is not enough, especially in the classroom. It has to be more than one time. It has to be written. That's why we have a syllabus so that students understand what they're expected to do. So it has to be written. It has to be ready to go. And they have to hear it a few times before I can hold them accountable to that expectation. Yet, I, that did not translate over into my personal life at all, at all. For whatever reason, I, I thought maybe that voicing expectations was maybe bitchy. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe unrealistic. Maybe uh, selfish. Like I was trying to impose what I wanted on people. There were just so many kind of negative connotations to saying, hey, this is what I'm expecting from you, or in my mind, this is how this would go, or any of those kind of ideas about voicing expectations. And I learned really quickly with my sister that I had to be very specific. I had to voice my expectations. I learned learned to do it in a way that wasn't, I, I hope, I hope, I should check in with her on that. I, I think I learned to do it in a way that wasn't like overbearing. I would say things like, hey, I want to go to the beach. And in my mind, this is kind of what I want my day to look like. And she'd be like, oh, okay, well, you know, that works for me. Or she'd be like, well, that's not really what I'm looking for. Um, and so we would talk about, you know, maybe we would negotiate a little bit. Could we do this? Or could we stop here? Or could we not stay so long? Or, you know, kind of whatever whatever is going on so that we could come to an, an agreement around what that should look like, kind of what that expectation was. When we were living together, we used to travel a lot together. And so I definitely had to learn to learn this skill while we were traveling together um, because we have whole different agendas and expectations when we travel together. And that took some time to figure out as well. Okay, now, so you kind of hear my background on expectations. 
and and again this the whole premise here is that unvoiced expectations is just resentment waiting to happen so now fast forward a little bit to where we're at today so for me if you're listening to this kind of when it's released thanksgiving's a week away and uh like i said it's going to be my mom's last thanksgiving and with that comes a lot of emotion with that comes a lot of expectation um with that comes a lot of you know desire to have like the perfect holiday and all sorts of things that aren't really necessarily realistic or possible even and so i've been trying to voice all these expectations and really examine them and decide like you know is it is this possible is this realistic is this really what i want to have happen sometimes i voice my expectations even just in writing or i'm i'm not even telling anybody i'm just kind of voicing them to myself and even just that much i recognize that what i'm what i think i'm expecting or what i want really isn't realistic or what i necessarily really want i don't know if that makes sense sometimes we build up expectations in our hearts or in our minds without really checking in on what that would mean or or what that what that would require from us or what that would require from others and we don't always we kind of just have these expectations out there and sometimes they're really vague sometimes we don't even realize we have them and so it's important i think that we take some time and really check in with our expectations. So my challenge to you today and we're we're going to talk a little bit more about this in a second, but my challenge to you today is what holiday expectations do you have? As we approach this holiday season, what is it that you have going on? What's going on in your mind? What are you expecting? Maybe this is your first holiday season in recovery. And so you think that because you're in recovery, your first holiday season should be like magical, right? And and you think, wow, like all of a sudden, you know, things are going to be great and I'm going to have the holidays, maybe the last holidays that you've been in addiction have been difficult. And so you think, oh, these are going to be amazing, these great holidays coming up because I'm in recovery and I'm I'm not living in addiction anymore and so everything is going to be fantastic. Or Maybe you have expectations around family this holiday and you're thinking, okay, you know, like our family relations are healing and they're getting better and so this holiday season again should be magical or is going to be amazing because things are getting better and we're all going to get together and we're going to have this beautiful day and no one's going to argue and no one's going to bring up the election or politics or you know anything like that and we're just going to have this amazing time or maybe you have expectations the other way like maybe you're like the holidays suck and this is going to be an awful time and I'm sad and maybe I'm lonely. Maybe this is my first holiday alone because my relationship, I lost my relationship or whatever's going on. Like maybe you have expectations, but the trick is unvoiced expectations is resentment waiting to happen. And so the trick is to put a voice to those expectations. It doesn't mean that you have to tell someone 
for me, a lot of times it's just writing it out. I sit down and I think, I want Thanksgiving to go like this. And I like outline it, you know. I want the morning. And I talk about like the things that I want to do, the food that I want to eat, the people that I want to see, the conversations I'm hoping to have, or the feelings that I'm hoping to feel during this period of time. And I write it all out and I put it all on paper. And I look at it and I put a voice to it. Because unvoiced expectations is resentment waiting to happen. So I put a voice to it. And I try to figure out, like, what exactly is it that I am expecting? What exactly is it that I'm hoping is going to happen? What exactly is it that will make this amazing for me? And then once I put that voice to it, once I really examine it and say, okay, this is what I'm expecting... Then I go back and say, how realistic is this? You know, do I really want to put the effort in to have a 12-course Thanksgiving meal? No way, right? Or, you know, are all my family members going to be there? No, they're not. And I, I go through and I say, okay, what is realistic? And then, you know, if I do have expectations left that I think are realistic, that I really would like to have happen... Then I say, who needs to know that this is my expectation? And I go through and I make a list. If it's my expectation to, I hate, I don't really like turkey. So if it's my expectation to not eat turkey, then I either need to go to the person in charge and say, hey, I'm not, I I really don't want to eat turkey. Could I bring something else? Could we do something different? Or I need to take care of it myself and bring my own meal and say, this is what I'm going to eat, right? So, so that the expectations are realistic and recognizing that it's my responsibility to meet my own needs. And so then I go through and say, okay, you know, where do I need to voice these expectations? Who do I need to, to talk to about this? And then if, if it's possible, and then I look at some of these other expectations and just realize that I have to let go. Like I, I want this Thanksgiving to be totally amazing for my mom. I want her to just be happy and joyful the entire day. And I don't want anything to happen negative. I don't want family issues. I don't want anybody to yell at each other. I don't want anybody to be upset or argue. I just want it to be perfect. And that, my friends, is totally unrealistic because... We're going to have family members there that argue and we're going to have family members there that are going to cause problems. I know because that's our history and that's who they are. And so I have to let go of that expectation. I have to turn it over to my higher power and say, okay, higher power, God, I release this. I let it go. I recognize that this is not going to happen. And I'm putting it out there and I'm putting a voice to it so that I'm not resentful. Because if I hold on to that expectation, knowing, I mean, and that it's not going to happen, then I get resentful. I get angry. I get upset that people are yelling at each other or people are causing problems or whatever it is. And and I can, I can be upset about it, but it gets worse because I had this expectation that I didn't voice. And so... I have to let it go. And for me, I do a lot of burning. You know, people that listen to my podcast probably think that I'm like, 
I time everything and then I burn everything. I mean, that's just what I do in my life. And I am totally okay with that. So hopefully you are. But those expectations, I light them up, put them on a piece of paper, light it up, and I burn it over my kitchen sink and I watch it burn. And for me, that is cleansing. That is letting go. That is saying, here's my expectations, God. I know that they're unrealistic. I know that if I hold on to them, I'm just going to create a problem for me. I'm going to be resentful. And resentful for me is like the first step to my cycle, my addiction cycle. If I get that resentment and I don't let it go and I hold on to it, then, you know, I'm just one, I'm just, that's just my first step into my addictive cycle. And I, I can't afford that as resentment is a luxury that I can't afford in my life. And so I have to figure out a way to let those expectations go. So as we get closer to the holidays, as you think about your holidays and wanting to stay sober during those holidays, stay in recovery, make good recovery decisions, one of the things you've got to look at, ladies and gentlemen, is your expectations. What is it that you've got going on? What is going on in your head, in your heart? What is it that you're expecting? I want to tell you just one quick story to end tonight. Um, my dad, about five years ago, my dad died of brain cancer. And the summer before my dad died, um, the 4th of July was always his favorite holiday. And so for the 4th of July, I wanted to have like an amazing 4th of July party. I just wanted to have everything. I wanted to do the parade and the fireworks and the barbecue and we're kind of traditionalists in my family. So we always do like little programs and sing patriotic songs. And like, I wanted to do the whole thing. I wanted to have the best hall, the best 4th of July party ever for my dad. And, uh, and so I took it on myself to do it. I was brand new. I was brand new in recovery, brand, brand new in recovery, like literally like maybe three or four weeks. Like really, I was brand, brand new. And, uh, and I wanted to have this amazing party. So I planned the entire thing every single step of the way. Like I had an agenda. I sent out invitations. I did massive flyers. We had games. We had crafts. We had barbecue. We had a parade. We spent thousands of dollars on fireworks. Like we did it all, like all the way beginning to end. We talked about freedom and liberty and sang songs and just did crazy things beginning to end. And I remember that day. I remember two things about that day. One, I remember laying on the grass about halfway through the day and thinking to myself, there is no place else I would rather be. Like, this is, this is the best day ever. My, my family was all getting along. My siblings were doing well. My nephews and nieces, we had so much fun just playing and all sorts of things. It was just awesome. It was amazing. And, and I remember laying on the grass thinking, wow, this, this is awesome. This is so great. And then I remember later that night, I said to my dad, Hey, I hope that you had a really great day today because I know it's your favorite holiday and I, and this is probably your last one. And, and I just hope that you had a really great day today. And he said, 
eh, it was okay. And then he turned around and walked off. And I thought, wow, okay, all this effort and my dad doesn't even, doesn't even register or recognize, you know, that this was a lot of effort or that this was a really great day. Well, I found out later (laughs) that my dad had an expectation. (laughs) My dad wanted to go to a specific parade that day. And it was not the parade that we chose to go to. And so though he went to the parade and, and he sat and he watched and, you know, I think we had, we all had a good time. My dad didn't have a good time. My dad didn't have a good time. And I was really, at first I was really hurt and I was really sad by that whole thing. But then as I realized and learned and grew in recovery, I realized that my dad had expectations and my dad didn't voice those expectations. And so what could have been, it didn't matter what parade we went to. I didn't care. What could have been like a magical day for him, he said he didn't care. And so we went to this other parade when in reality he did care. And and he held on to a little bit of that resentment going on for him. And so it made me sad. It made me really sad. Although I have amazing memories of that day. For my dad, it wasn't the day it could have been. But again, it's his, it's his responsibility. It's our responsibility to voice our expectations. If we say things like, where do you want to go to dinner? And the other person says, I don't really care. And then we go someplace and then they complain about it. It's because they had an expectation that they didn't voice. So as we get close to the holidays, it's important that we understand what those expectations are. And we really challenge ourselves around what that is. We voice them, we look at them, and we do what we can to either meet them let them, or let them go. So I hope that this helps you as you go into the holiday season. I hope that you can think about your expectations And think about where they need to be adjusted, where they need to be let go, and especially where they need to be voiced. Because unvoiced expectations is resentment waiting to happen. Now, I know we're not doing the traditional intro or even the traditional closing on these these, uh, car episodes, but a reminder that we do have our, our... We do have our upcoming event in January, January 21st, Engaged in the Struggle. You're going to want to be there. I promise. And also, shout out to all my amazing Worth Warriors out there who work so hard and diligently help me to make this happen and keep this podcast free for everyone. You can find information about our event and about the Worth Warriors on the website, worthrecovery.com. And as always... I want, I hope that you remember that no matter where you're at, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how you feel at this very moment, no matter what your holiday expectations are or aren't, you are worth recovery. 100% worth it. I know that. Keep up the fight, ladies. I love you. I think about you. I pray for you. Until next time, Amy.